Um, welcome to the listeners <laughs> the NCR podcast. Welcome to the NCR podcast. We're live. Uh-oh. Wow. <laughs> awesome. That's how we do it. Just jump right into it. I love it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. No problem. Let's. I was trying to rush to get all the stuff set up because you guys were having an awesome conversation <laughs> and I just wanted to be recorded. Mm. Let's continue that. <laughs> I forget what we were talking about. We're talking about the level ones. Oh, yeah. Yes. And how you manage to to balance that. Like yes. you, it's. I mean, I do the level ones too, but. I feel like it's a little bit easier for me to balance my level one job with my gym job because it's kind of the same thing throughout the week. Same like if I'm, st- if I'm yeah. studying for the level one, I'm kind of studying for my weekday job too, mm-hmm. you know, whereas you, it's like totally, almost totally separate. A little bit. Yeah. I've been, so I, I started on staff in 2013 and we were just talking about how I, my work with the seminars has been very sporadic depending on what stage of medical training I was in. So at times I would work more frequently during med school and then I kind of took a break during the intense periods of med school and during my intern year residency. And then when we started doing these MDL ones is when I started trying to come to almost every single MDL one or as many as Mm -hmm. I could because I just feel like for me being in the medical field, it's so amazing to be able to share my passion for CrossFit with all of these um, physicians that I know I have sort of a connection with just mm-hmm. based on the career that we have. Um, so it's been fun trying to do it during residency because California is far from Cleveland <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have many, it's hard for me to take extra days off here and there. We get a few PTO days, but I, we basically have our travel schedule down so that we work on Friday, we leave and because of the time change, it's okay coming here. Mm-hmm. Like we left at like 7.30 on Friday and we got here at like 9.30, which was great. Yeah, and then um, it works out well as long as the flights aren't delayed or canceled. And then on the way back, we just take a red eye back Sunday night. Oh man, the old red eye. Yeah, I but they the canceled red our, red, our, our uh, um, direct flight. So now we have oh to connect. No. So it's a little bit more sketchy, but we'll make it work. Right. <laughs> and do you, do you come to every... MDL one that she comes to? Um, if there's a DDC, I try to make it to every yeah. single one. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's just kind of like yeah. a, a little reunion yeah. for all the other, all the other docs. So, I mean, the lectures are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're amazing, but yeah. really, the, I mean, just like anything else in CrossFit, it's all about the community. So yeah, exactly. being able to just hang out with everyone is awesome. Yeah. 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 And so I could, maybe we should give you a little bit of a, a, a more lengthy introduction. I feel like everyone knows who <laughs> I, everyone knows who Julie is. Danny is Julie's husband. This is true. The better half. Is this <laughs> is this how everyone knows you? Everyone's like, "Oh, you're Julie's husband." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But that's okay. That's but great. you were also games athlete. A games well, athlete, right? right? Sort you of. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you were. You competed yeah. in the CrossFit. Yeah. I did. I did compete in the CrossFit Games back in 2011 on um, on a team, An which OG. was. Yeah, back back in the day, um, <laughs> you were doing so. Basically, so what you're saying is you were doing team before it was cool to do team. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Before all the super teams and you know, exactly where they got all that hype. I did it for the you paved the, the right way. reasons. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you paved the way for them right? for future generations. Exactly. That's right. 
That's awesome. <laughs> what team and what team was that? Were it was you on Hyperfit that? USA. Were you on that team? I was not. No, that who was, was on, who was on the team. Yeah, 2011. So it was my buddy Johnny, um, who we kind of started cross around the same same time. Um, and kind he, of the three of us all trained together. Yeah, pretty oh, okay. much ever since we He's, started. He was a Navy. Well, he is a Navy pilot. Um, so it was kind of an interesting situation because um, at that point we had to qualify at at regionals, and Johnny was able to. Um, join us at the regionals and then unfortunately he couldn't get leave okay. so we kind of we didn't have him for the games so that was a bummer um and then we had a couple other folks from our from our local gym that were on our team as well which mm-hmm. was which was cool how'd you but, guys do but at that time even the rules weren't as strict so they like were. you were living in mm. cleveland but you were still on the team in michigan because right. you still travel back and forth right enough. i would spend the majority of my time training at it's hyperfit 50 like percent of your time yeah. and you had oh to yeah yeah i had to get up like my little log book and be like That's all right, right. I'm but it wasn't here. nearly as strict as no it nowadays. wasn't like no one was yeah really checking you always had stuff. to you always had to take i remember because even in 2014 when we were when i was on a team i went to a regionals on a team in 2014 and we were thinking about you know getting someone from another city and they're like okay well if you do that you got to make sure that we all take pictures at the whiteboard every single yep. time that we train together yep. <laughs> just to <laughs> yeah. just to make sure that we log that and make yeah sure, you know in case yeah. someone asks so it's true that's cool. it's true yeah it was a blast i mean i'll never forget um being out there on, on the, so everyone talks about like the tennis stadium as being like this really special thing i obviously never had the opportunity to do like the under the lights thing yeah because uh, i wasn't an individual but just being there will probably it was probably one of my most significant memories um that's awesome out there so it was fun it was very blessed to have that opportunity i think it's cool that you guys are now on the the health the crossfit health side you guys are both doctors yeah and you started your life in crossfit as an athlete as athletes Mm -hmm. you know and you kind of went the competitive way i was just talking about this with paul the other day it was like even even him and myself like we and and jen too we started it because we thought it was a cool sport mm-hmm. like wow this is really cool i, w- I want to do this oh the, the games exist like let's chase that a little bit mm-hmm. let's you know this is really fun to compete against people and and then you sort of grow into it and mature in a sense i don't even know if crossfit knew what the, i guess greg always knew what he had <laughs> right. i mean he's smarter <laughs> than all of us but like <laughs> you get the sense that CrossFit didn't know what they had at the time and mm-hmm. you, we almost matured with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. And, and now it's in a place where, you know, they're pushing so much the health side. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to reminisce and, you know, <laughs> reconnect with, with people like you guys just to, just so that people understand that it doesn't have to be two separate things. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I th- and it's kind of, you know, it's coming full circle because, we started, well, I don't know if you necessarily started this way, but I started mainly as a way to get in shape. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I was in college. I didn't know how I didn't have my high school sports anymore. I didn't know what to do, but I knew I wanted to be active and fit. And that's why I started. Yeah. I didn't really think about competing until, mm-hmm. I mean, a few months later, but right. <laughs> it wasn't too uh, long, <laughs> but really. And that's, I think that's the biggest impact that it had on me initially was mm-hmm. just how much of an impact it had on my self-confidence, on my relationship with my body, all these things, especially for women that I was struggling with in college um, as I was kind of transitioning out of my sports. And that's where it had the biggest impact on me. Um, and so the competition was sort of a secondary thing. Yeah. And I, and I think, too, is, is that some people get lost in lost in the idea of competition and what it really is, is it's just a way to push yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you... 
you know, we always talk about scaling and everyone just pushing themselves to their own threshold and, and trying to, you know, achieve a new goal in CrossFit, which it's so easy because there's so many different things that we suck at. Mm-hmm. Um, and competition is just another way for someone to try and take that next step in their journey, right? It's like just not being stagnant. At one right. point, you're going to have to go and take yourself outside your comfort zone and maybe compete against some people at your local mm-hmm. competition or right. or if it's the CrossFit Games like you guys or whatever. Yeah. You know? I think the thing I, uh, that's really special about competition is that, you know, we always say that we train for life and life is unpredictable. Um, but I think, you know, the way the co- most of the competitions are done is there's some degree of unpredictability and it mm-hmm. allows us to really emulate what real life would be like. Mm-hmm. So, you know lifting weird objects or not knowing what's going to come next. It kind of, every time you do a competition, it emulates that kind of real life experience. So you get this mm-hmm. opportunity to actually apply your fitness in a, in an unpredictable way that allows you to yeah. really become better for life. Yeah. So I think yeah. competition itself is training for life. It's not just training in the gym. Or even if it's not physically similar, mentally, mentally. it's oh, yeah. very similar. Totally. Like, uh, you know, I mean, you guys can talk about medical school. I'm, I'm sure that has its, uh, surprises mm-hmm. yeah. you know and challenges mentally from day to day week to week month to month yeah i'm sure aspects of like competition or even just mm-hmm. you know for someone doing crossfit every day in the gym like that's going to help them prepare a little bit better mm-hmm. for you know a challenging thing like like medical school yeah. You know? yeah yeah i think um i always say that training for at the level of training for the crossfit games it's almost like you're on the fast track to learning a lot of these life lessons that everyone learns in the gym but you're just doing because you're doing so much more volume and you're getting more exposure and under pressure in these competition settings you just you learn them faster right um but i think it's like the matrix right so many times (laughs) i think now especially as we're getting into the health um kind of spectrum i think it's easy we have to recognize like the role of competition and it is important for everyone because Mm -hmm. it's getting outside your comfort zone and it's pushing yourself in a way that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's important because I think so many times people can say, Oh, I'm just doing this for health and Mm -hmm. I'm just going to pace myself and take my time and whatever. And that's good sometimes and we need that. But there's something, something to be said about putting yourself outside of your Mm -hmm. comfort zone and doing something that you're afraid of. And I think Mm -hmm. you made a post about the open today where a lot of people may say, Oh, I don't want to do the open because it's too much pressure or it's Mm -hmm. too much anxiety or this or that. And I was telling Danny, as we got out of the car, seeing people doing the open workout, like, Oh, just the thought of doing that again gives me palpitations. But somehow I like tricked myself into going to the gym Friday morning. I did it. (laughs) It was terrifying. I did it. And I feel better. And you know, we don't do that sort of thing on a day to day basis because we're humans and we'd rather be comfortable. Mm -hmm. But things like the open or things like, even just walking the gym and seeing a workout that scares you yeah. is what helps us all to grow. Yeah. That's Would such a good point because yeah. I think that right now, just what I'm seeing in, in CrossFit, there's people who are kind of in two different camps. Those who think like competition is a necessary mm-hmm. thing and those who don't. And I think from, I mean, I obviously share the same opinion as you, but it's just, it's such a vital component I think of growth mm-hmm. yeah. but finding the balance right, right. Yeah. because it can't be all competition right all exactly time. that's no, true too sure. no. yeah but it, like like you said it so transfers to daily life when you something at work or something in your family life that you don't want to yeah. deal with that you'd rather just walk away from well right. no in in class every day you face the wad you don't leave and you, you do right. and get through it it's like it's about kind of staying mentally in control too I think that's I mean that's the way I think it applies to um to medical training like 
you're gonna get overwhelmed. Actually, it applies to anything in life, right? Yeah. Work, you're gonna feel overwhelmed during a work. You're gonna be like, what the heck am I doing? Why am I doing this? This is horrible. Yeah. But staying in it, I mean, that applies directly to real life. Yeah. Persevering. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it makes me think of our, our uh, in-house competition every year we have on uh, the day that we have the Christmas party at our gym is we do our in-house competition. And that's our opportunity to sort of like introduce a lot of our members to the competition setting. Mm-hmm. and. For most of, well, not most of them, because they a lot of them do it annually. But for many of them, um, it's their first time doing the, a competition, mm-hmm. and they love it. Mm-hmm. That's and awesome. They walk away from <laughs> it they're like, oh my god, I can't wait for next year. It's so good. And oh, then so, yeah. so I try to ride that wave. And <laughs> like, like, all okay, year long. now <laughs> the open's coming soon. But, yeah, yeah. But now the open's gonna be like <laughs> beforehand. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it yeah. was tough for getting people to sign up mm. this year, but oh well. Oh, it's and there's nothing better than seeing like that that person who's usually quiet in class or something, yeah. and then and then they do the in-house competition, and then there's like fire in their they eyes. Light up, it, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That was inside of you. Yeah, so <laughs> That's they so didn't exciting. even know it. So right, fast. right, right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about SteadyMD. Sure. Um, let's start by you just explaining what it is. Sure. Or someone like me who's <laughs> not in. Is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like someone from Canada. Yeah, where and your healthcare system not, is much better. Yeah, <laughs> who's not a doctor. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Who's from Canada and not a doctor. How would you explain SteadyMD? Yeah, so um, the way it works in the United States is that, you know, you you have your insurance and then there are certain doctors that are under your insurance plan and those are the ones that you're able to see. But because of the, the way the system is right now, it takes a really long time to be able to get in with your doctor. Um, so it can take several months or actually even half a year to, to establish care with somebody. And then once you see them and you're ill, it might take like two or three weeks to even get in with them. So if you've got an acute issue, it's kind of pointless. So unfortunately what happens is that people go to urgent cares or ERs for their care. And then once you get in, that's not far off from what happens in Canada. Yeah. We have a lot of different models, but I would say the majority of people are stuck in that situation. In the same situation. Okay. Yeah, so, so it's, it's hard to like develop a relationship. Yeah, with so it's primary. it's really and do any preventative. Health. Right. Yeah. So, the, but the, yeah, once you get in, then you, oftentimes the docs aren't aligned. Um, especially if you're kind of a CrossFitter, they don't kind of speak the same totally. language, that kind totally. of thing. Totally, yeah. So, SteadyMD grew out of that kind of frustration, and they wanted to develop a a platform where you can find a doctor that shares a similar kind of framework or a worldview or thought process or engages in a similar activity. Mm-hmm. So, it's a completely virtual um, primary care clinic, essentially. And um, I'm in charge of running kind of the functional fitness um, component of it. Um, And what we do is people pay like a a monthly subscription fee, just like at a gym. And then they get access to a physician kind of 24 seven for urgent care, primary care needs. Um, Now there are certain limitations where, you know, you can't do physical exam, but honestly, most of the things we're able to handle um, virtually. I I went on the website. There's just little, it looks like when you go to the, uh, I forget what the title of it is, but it's, sure. just a, it's like a coach's page. It looks like, yeah. but it's all the doctors, all the doctors. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And there's little headshots right? of everyone. Yeah, and and their names, and then it's like so and so is a power lifter, and then yeah. the next one, so and so is uh, functional fitness. So yeah, I think it says CrossFit for you. It says functional fitness. Functional fitness because okay. yeah, we got to be careful with that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it, that's right. And then uh, you know it, the list goes on: triathlete, et right? Cetera, et yeah. Cetera. And so like if I if I subscribe, do I get to pick? 
the one I like? Or yeah, you, so it's awesome. So we have this really cool quiz now where you can select kind of characteristics about yourself and then uh, characteristics uh, of the doctor that you want. So it's much more than just activities like, are you a mom? Are you a dad? Are you, do you have kids? Do you right. like hiking? Um, lifestyle. E- lifestyle kind of factors, which are really, really neat. Um, and then it matches you with kind of three doctors that have licenses in your state. Um, and then you can kind of choose and, and do your one hour onboarding appointment, which is really nice. That's really cool. That's awesome. And yeah. So, and, uh, and so basically, but you, I mean, you get to hoard all the CrossFitters. Well, they, I think they, they, they find me through the quiz. Um, okay. and then, <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is to be fair, I mean, I was the, the first kind of functional fitness doc there. So, okay. I mean, a lot okay. of the. There's more the now. pictures and marketing. Yeah, there's definitely more, and they're they're all amazing. I mean, okay. actually, some we, of them have come through the MDL. One yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So they're yeah. they're all top notch and awesome. That's um, awesome. So yeah, it's not just me. That's really, cool. <laughs> That's really sweet. Very cool. Um, I mean, I, I imagine it sounds like all the it sounds like anyone who lives a healthy lifestyle would be attracted to this just because of the nature of the doctors themselves who are working for the right. company, like. Do you guys even talk to your your patients? <laughs> yeah, no, we do, we do. Well, this is the this is the beauty of it because it really reframes what primary care is, right? Instead of like just going if you're ill, yeah. we do honestly. I think probably sixty percent of what I do is actually health coaching, but it's like a, a deeper version of health coaching mm. because right. we can actually interpret labs and look at things. Right. So even if somebody is well we can kind of tweak things a little bit to make sure that they don't become ill in the future. Right. And honestly, some, even though people are doing CrossFit, I mean, my average, you know, patient age is probably something like, you know, early forties, late forties, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. When things start to creep up that weren't an issue when they weren't really fit and active, they could kind of counterbalance that. But now they're starting to develop high blood pressure, um, signs of insulin resistance through a, you know, a lipid panel and, and they might've not even noticed that. And when we take a closer look, we can say, Hey, you know, these are some early indicators of, of what life might be like in about mm-hmm. 20 years. Why don't we, let's kind of point that boat in another direction so we don't have to deal with it. That's so cool. And that's, that's what I see kind of really the role of primary care. It's not runny noses and coughs. It's like, let's catch things early. Mm-hmm. If something's acute, we'll, we'll handle it. We'll kind of get the support of other specialists, but it's really about promoting a healthy lifestyle and catching things early. Yeah. Yeah. That's you guys, amazing. you guys yeah. are on that same level. Hmm? Do you guys agree with that? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I think <laughs> that um, uh, you know our our healthcare system is more reactive. We all know this. It more focuses on fixing acute problems. It's really good at that. But if we had a system that was better at creating health, mm-hmm. which is something we don't really learn about in medical school at all, yeah, yeah, yeah. then we would be able to avoid a lot of the chronic disease, which is causing most of the sickness in our country. Imagine so. it was re- required that every doctor had to take their CrossFit level one. That would be so cool. That would be amazing. I mean, <laughs> that, that I think w- we all agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All or some board. variation there. I mean, really what, what is the, the CrossFit level incorporated one? Incorporated into the, the CrossFit curriculum. level one is a, how to make a healthy human, how <laughs> right. to keep a healthy yeah. human alive and like how to promote functional. that. Yeah. 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 Functional. Like that's really what the MD level one is. If you really distill it down to its essence mm-hmm. and, by that logic, it should absolutely be required in every medical school. It's, and it's it's so simple. Like I mean, I'm I'm totally biased, but I feel like everyone in the world should have should ha- take the course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's just the <laughs> it's it's laid out in such simple terms, and it's and it's easy to understand, mm-hmm. and it's just like basic tools to survive mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's so true. Like we are in this community all the time, and so it seems like 
obvious knowledge, but I'm sure you've experienced too, Jen, like when you start working with patients, how little a lot of people know about Mm -hmm. this stuff. It's Mm -hmm. amazing. And so if we were able to even just educate everyone on some of these basics, what an impact Mm -hmm. that would have on our health. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's the little things too, that make such a huge impact too. just, Mm -hmm. if you, if you can just share a tiny piece of that, like five minutes from any of the lectures in the MD level one or the level one, that's going to have a huge impact on the general population. So yeah, it's just, yeah. And it's it's simplicity. It makes it accessible to like any educational Mm -hmm. level, any social status, like you can understand it. And I know my my boss actually has started doing some personal training at our CrossFit gym. And so yeah. now she yeah. sees there's a 65 plus class at the gym co- yeah. called the Prime Timers. And now she's seen firsthand like how accessible mm-hmm. it is to any age group. Yeah. And it's really cool because that's kind of like trickled into our clinic now. And she recommends it more to patients. Amazing. And yeah. I got her on with like the, the CrossFit YouTube uh, movement videos mm-hmm. like yours and, and James's but also the ones in the home mm-hmm. setting mm-hmm. showing those to patients now and it's it's awesome to see like some patients come back and they're like I'm I'm doing the sit to stands I'm, I'm doing, doing this I'm, awesome. oh that's so you know? cool so it's it's super cool it's, man it's super yeah. applicable to everyone that's yeah. awesome okay For so sure. so you're in your last year of residency mm-hmm. okay and that so it's it's time to start thinking of like what's on the horizon <laughs> yes. right yes. Is it, wait first of all is amazing the last, is last year of residency easier than the other years I would say for us, so our residency is three years. I would say the second and third year are pretty comparable. There's like some pluses and minuses of each. I think in general, the third year is probably the best just because you're starting to get more comfortable and you've been doing it for longer, but um, there's still call. There's still like things that are not exactly the most fun, but overall it's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you guys must be talking now about how you can join forces and, like, rule the world in the exactly. CrossFit <laughs> <laughs> community, right? Like, what's what's coming up? Like, what's on the horizon? What have you guys been talking about? Um, what do you so, want to do? Yeah, so our big goal is eventually to open a practice together and to combine what we have been learning through CrossFit and what we've learned through our medical training mm-hmm. and really start to bridge that gap between the gym and then the medical clinic or the medical system. So... We're working, we're brainstorming, we're in the early planning stages of that, so stay tuned. That's cool. I, that's, <laughs> yes. I feel like that's kind of like where we're at, too. Maybe we, yeah. Similar maybe dreams. It's a good place to be. It's a good we'll, place we'll to keep be. in touch. It's such an exciting time, I think. It is. In, in the CrossFit space, and like for us, I mean, mm-hmm. we're, I think we're, we're at, the, at, a, at a turning point, really, as, you know, for CrossFit mm-hmm. as a community, um, but for the CrossFit health movement too, it's mm-hmm. just, it's so exciting. Right. We're starting to see some of these more and more clinics pop up that are working closely with gyms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're seeing people try a lot of different models for how this might work. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see over the next few years, like yeah. what is, what are all the ways that we can do this yeah. and what mm-hmm. works depending mm-hmm. on what your community needs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's so cool. It's like the affiliate kind of mindset, right? Like yeah. Greg always said, you know, you guys run it how you want yeah. the, That's you know, right, the, yeah. the, the best practices will, will spread eventually. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same kind of logic for mm-hmm. this partnership or this integration between health and CrossFit. It's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You have, is your office in a CrossFit gym? It is. Yeah. So like explain them what, how that setup works. Like what? Yeah. So I, like, like I said, I work for a company called SteadyMD and, um, majority of what I do is virtual. 
So I have kind of an office, but it still has kind of like a regular setup because I have some patients on the SteadyMD platform that are local. So I'll just kind of see them in person. Like a regular doctor's office. Like setup. a regular doctor's well, office. Well, it's not it's really like a regular. It's like a couch and a little setup. Okay, you yeah. Have, so you it's, have a table if you need it, but it's much more comfortable. It's much more comfortable. Yeah. Right. When right. I think right. regular doctor's office. It's like psychiatrist's office. office. Yeah. 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 Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's nice. It's comfortable. It's not. It's got leather couches. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not anything like your traditional Barbells dropping in the background. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's great because, um, yeah, anyone that comes to see me in person, you know, has to walk through the gym first and they kind of see that, I love which that. is really exciting. That's really sweet. Um, so it's in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's kind of off to the side, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. definitely wow, part okay, of it. That's awesome. And they have also a physical therapist in the gym too. Yep. So it's like, it, it started because Danny started working from home and then realized very quickly that was not going to be a good situation. Cause I would come home and he'd be like, let's get out of the house. So I'm obviously not an introvert. So <laughs> I was going crazy. He needs to be so, around people. Oh, yeah. I just <laughs> need to get, that's like me. Yeah. I'm the same. It was yeah. not good. Yeah. It so it's been good. great for him to be at the gym. Cause when he's in between patients, he can like stop out and talk to people yeah. in the gym or stretch or do stretch whatever or ride yeah. the bike for a minute and so it's been oh, a really good great. setup yeah. We're it was really, so nice yeah. yeah glad that he's been able to be there yeah yeah okay it's so they, they, like the, the patient will come in and you've got patients who've never seen a crossfit gym before usually they, they have they're they're okay. crossfitters okay. Yeah. i guess that's if right they, yeah. if he's seeing you in person. yeah, yeah if they're seeing oh, me in okay, person okay. yeah yeah because they've gone out and reached out for the functional fitness doctor. Right, 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 that right, makes right. Sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But it's a totally different vibe, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see it. They're immediately comfortable. They're like, oh, this is just like a home. This is great. Yeah. This yeah. is great. Like, so you rip wads on lunch break and stuff? And yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Love the noon class. Love my nooners. <laughs> yeah. That's Do awesome. the nooners. That is the dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. It's so great. I yeah. I mean, the thing is, too, I mean, you can really practice what you preach, right? So, like, yeah. you you don't sit for like eight hours. You like get up, you ride the bike for five minutes, then you go back and do some more work and then you, yeah. you know, work for another half hour and then do some stretching. So you stay moving the entire day. Yeah. And honestly, it's a huge impact on how you engage with patients and how you think. Like honestly it makes you smarter to move throughout the day. I'm like a hundred percent convinced of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it does. I mean, they've done studies on, on kids. Yeah. And in the team, yes. in the CrossFit Kids program, like they preach that they say, uh, you know, in the perfect CrossFit gym, uh, in terms of like a kids and a teens program, they're going to come in, you're going to have like a small classroom off to the side, they're going to do their workout and then they're immediately going to go into the classroom. They're going to do their homework. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so we encourage that too at, at yeah. our gym, like with the teens, we were like, Hey guys, do the, uh, do the class. And then you guys can hang out in the lobby on the couches and you guys can do homework together yeah. for like yeah. 20 minutes right yeah. after. And I, awesome. I purposely yeah. schedule my most difficult patients right after the workout. Really? <laughs> no, because That's I'm smart. like on fire. Like I can just like, I'm thinking at like yeah. three times the speed. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so good. Yep. I love it. Okay, cool. So, uh, okay. So have you ever been asked your own three questions? I think I have. That's a good question. (laughs) That's so good. When the last time I have, but yes. Okay. So I can't even remember my answers. (laughs) I'm not going to say them because I don't want to mess them up, but you're going to ask them to yourself (laughs) and and, and Danny's going to answer too. Okay. Okay. So what's the first one? We should all answer. Okay. Okay. We should all do that. So what's the first one? Okay, so the first one is the three things you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. Okay, you go first. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay, I'm going to have to say sleep, for one, is probably really big because even through residency and medical training, as Danny knows, I need sleep and I try to protect my sleep. It doesn't always work out, but... um, I've always tried to maximize sleep. And I think that's, you know, the more and more we're learning about sleep, we know it's so critical for our health and our brain development and all these things. 
So I would say sleep. One. Um, it's so hard to let. It's hard to pinpoint three, something. Right? I know you just got to do this, the one that comes to your head yeah. right away. I would say mm -hmm. the next is probably like meaning and purpose for me, like doing things that I feel very passionate about and that I feel like are mm -hmm. a part of a bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was sort of a big switch when I started to think more about that. And it, I think it just makes everything that you do a little bit easier and a little bit more fun. Yeah. And we know that that's important for health for long term. That's what, you know, people who live to 100, it's because they have whatever their purpose is, whether it's like going to the um, market and getting food for their family once yep. a week. It's super cool. Um, and then I think maybe the third one is relationships. So trying to like obviously spend a lot of time <laughs> with Danny and our close family and friends and trying to have really good quality, maybe not quantity, but really good quality relationships. Well, I think for me, that's really important. Those are great three. That's beautiful. How are we going to follow <laughs> those? How are we going to follow those up guys? <laughs> I don't know. Jen. I didn't say anything about exercise or nutrition. Okay. Yeah. Let's go around the table. Jen, you're next. Yeah. That's hard to follow up. You can, um, we can I don't know if I have three. Group that's right. Let's three. Do it. Um, <laughs> for me, Probably like getting groceries and cooking at home mm. is really important that. now. Like mm. I, I find just mentally I'm not as I'm more anxious. I'm not in a good mood if I if we're having to like get processed food mm -hmm. more and that sort of stuff. And it's a, a big thing for me to make sure we both have a lunch for work mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. Um, just like slowing down in general, because mm -hmm. I found like since medical school, it's just been escalating. And I keep thinking in a few months, there'll be a time that we're, we're slower, we right. slow down, but then you keep saying yes to different things. Mm -hmm. And so that skill of saying no and recognizing when it's okay to just, yeah. especially when you're an A type personality and you can, <laughs> and you can, no. and you can yeah. handle it, like yeah. you can actually say yes and follow through. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know? Yeah. So sleep is probably something I'm going to say I'm going to work on because yeah. that's what I tend to sacrifice because I say yes to yeah. too many things. And then the third thing, Hmm relationships too which you know it goes with that slowing down thing mm -hmm. definitely you, you tend to put that on the back burner when like work demands yeah. come to the forefront mm -hmm. so. I love nice. it. okay you're up i'm gonna steal one from julie i mean sleep i mean you've made a so lot of progress fun. in your sleep the last few years well, yeah so oh. you used to not sleep no so i yeah this is really f sad pathetic um but like <laughs> I was like, oh, Julie, I just feel horrible. You know, every, I can't really get a lot of sleep. And she's, at one point, maybe a couple of years ago, maybe last, no, two years ago, she's like, well, you know, you stop breathing in the middle of the night <laughs> and uh, you snore. <laughs> what do you think you have? <laughs> <laughs> so I got tested for sleep apnea. And I'm, if you can see me on the camera, I am not a big guy. Um, but I had like moderate to severe sleep apnea. Oh, wow. And I just expected no that way. like everyone That's feels really like fun. crap. You know, when they all the time, I would wake up with like a morning headache. Like That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up getting a CPAP machine, which for all of you guys who are on the fence about getting a sleep study, and I know there's like probably like thousands of guys, of. a majority of guys, yeah. it was life changing. Like it was as if I got smarter overnight. Because it says. was, yeah, it is mind blowing. I was like, I cannot believe, even with like six hours of sleep, like the, six hours of sleep with my, with my CPAP machine feels like 10 hours without it. Right. It's just crazy. like unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge, huge win for me. Um, so getting like really, really good sleep mm -hmm. um, is super, super important for me. I try never to go below seven hours just because it has such an impact on, on how I function, how efficient I am the remainder of the day. That's huge. 
Then the other thing that's perhaps something that I've paid more attention to over the last, since graduating residency really, because I've had more time is really, and this is gonna get really sappy, but like being more forgiving of myself and like realizing that I'm a work in progress and that it's not, you don't have to be as perfectionist every single day and not keep, you know, grow, 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 grow every day. Some days are going to suck and some days you're going to do things that maybe aren't consistent with your goals and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But it's all about kind of like forward progress and kind of self acceptance. And since doing that, I've honestly just been a lot happier. Mm. Um, and it's too hard on yourself before. Yeah, I was, I was incredibly hard on myself and you know, that's, I think the danger in being so kind of type a, it's like all about growth every single day. If you're not growing, (laughs) what the hell are you doing? You You just keep pushing that finish line further and further. And it's, you know, once, once you do take a step back, again, everything relates back to CrossFit. It's like, if you're doing, you know, hard workouts every single day, there's no way you're going to get better. But if you take rest days, amazing what happens you get Mm. end up getting way stronger and way faster and i think it's the same kind of thing for um emotions and self-acceptance and then the last thing i think is really focusing on kind of similar kind of concept but down regulating nervous system like Mm. taking time to like do things in sprints like you know working really hard and then taking time to kind of relax and breathe and um do a workout or just sit quietly or go for a walk um really understanding kind of the limitations of your body and, and your brain and your psyche. And that, um, if you really want to be efficient, you have to, you have to, you know, for me, it's those three things you have to sleep, you have to have a good relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to kind of manage your nervous system. That's huge. I, love it. Those are really what do I thought you were going to talk about your morning routine. Cause you've also been working on that. Oh yeah. The morning the, five. At least the morning oh, five, yeah, which yeah. you guys did in the airport. Yeah, so in the cool. airport. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So every morning when I wake shower. up, um, <laughs> If Julie and I are together, if we're separate, we'll do it separately, but we'll, we'll do five minutes of movement as soon as we get out of bed to yeah. kind of prime our, our bodies for the day. And then I'll immediately jump in and do a really, really cold shower to kind of just like shock the system. And I haven't gotten to the cold I can't get on board yet. with that. Oh, yeah. But I now it's, it's kind of problematic because tr- you tried get that. used to it. Like now it's like you, after you do the shower as cold as it gets and you're just like, all right. He wants cold. it colder. No, I need it colder. It's like, it doesn't <laughs> oh, work. No, I, <laughs> oh my God. I, try, I tried the cold showers. I think I get, make myself sick. Oh yeah. You got to yeah. ease into it's, it, man. You gotta, yeah, maybe gotta, there's like a maybe progression. Too, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I need to follow a progression. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. exactly it. <laughs> Scaling. Yeah. You can't snatch scale on the first appropriately. day. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't snatch on the first day. <laughs> we just watched Kim swim. You've ever seen no. that document? No. Okay. Speaking of Netflix, you should go and watch this. Okay. Well, she fell asleep. I watched it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's, but she swims from, she's, she's a, a marathon swimmer. Okay. So she swims all kinds of crazy distances. Mm-hmm. But for the really cold ones, she does the, she takes these like crazy steps to acclimatize her wow. body to the cold temperatures. Wow. Like, well, she gains like, you know, 30, 40 pounds. Wow. She, you know, never for a, two years straight takes a warm shower. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that is, yeah. is not, anyway, you remind <laughs> <That> <laughs> <Wow. is laughs> yeah. It's That's really cool. hardcore. All right. What are yours? Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. We're running out of time. I'll try and go quick here. I floss my teeth twice a day. Oh, yeah. His dentist scared him recently. Yeah, my (laughs) dentist scared me, so I flossed in the morning and I floss at night. Um, Oral health. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to ride the sleep train because you guys are all talking about it. I also went for a sleep study. Yeah. I was convinced he had it. Yeah. Yeah. Positional, right? Mild positional. If I sleep on my stomach, I don't snore. On my back, though, 
recently I've been able to experiment with that a little bit <laughs> more because I, I wear nose strips. Okay. Got to open my nostrils. Yeah. You do that too? No. Okay. <laughs> Try it. That sucker just blows air on you. Yeah. Good. I, I think it's placebo. <laughs> Maybe it's a placebo. <laughs> no, but I also have a, a night guard because I grind my teeth, uh, okay. and that I think relaxes my my jaw and my neck, mm-hmm. and I and I can sleep better. Anyway, sleep. My nice. sleep quality's gone up through the roof. Awesome. awesome. And the last thing I'll say is, um, I took Instagram off my phone for the whole summer. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. And I have it back, and and I mean I've. I have mixed feelings about social media. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to make fun of me when they talk no, about this because I rant once in a while about it. Yeah. Rant away. But, love-hate uh, relationship. Love-hate relationship. Yeah. I'm like all in on it or absolutely nothing on it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but you know what? Taking it completely off my phone, I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. And just taking the summer to like just chill mm-hmm. and, and not ever go on it, it felt really good. And I told Jen this. It gave me an opportunity mm-hmm. to to reconnect with some people that mm-hmm. I thought I was connecting through to, uh, with through social media, but really I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you just miss out on some conversations, like a mm-hmm. like or a comment. Mm-hmm. You you take that as a connection, but it's really not. Right. It's just hitting that, like, reward center. Of yeah, brain, exactly. Really mm-hmm. a, yeah. yeah and then connection. so you start thinking about people without social media and mm-hmm. you're forced to text them or call them mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you have you know a, a stronger relationship with right. that person so yeah it's made me sort of realize the strength of some relationships that i have and don't have mm-hmm. and you know now that i have social media back i, I hope i can kind of carry that through for mm-hmm. a, a little bit longer but anyway so those are the I three things that. yeah it's That's so interesting cool. that all we're ta- what we're talking about is is all the ingredients for health, yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. Sleep, yeah. exercise, nutrition, relationships, right, meeting yeah. purpose. Yeah. It's yeah, just like exactly. those are the most important things. It's, it's so awesome. True. Okay, so the true. next questions are quicker, right? Because there's well, I think we're out of time, so we might have to save those for okay. next episode of the okay. podcast. Next episode. Okay, awesome. <laughs> next well, time we all sit down. It was awesome having you guys on. Thank yeah. you yeah. so, Thank so much. So much. Yeah. This was great. We'll we'll stay connected. We'll yes. make North America healthier. Yes, Boom. that's right. I love it. And the world. And the world. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Cool.